This is a Power 98.7 podcast. Now we're talking. Subscribe to Power 98.7 podcasts in iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. There's more on power987.co.za. So delighted to have Candice Chirwa in the studio with us. The Minister of Menstruation, changing the world one period at a time, and also international relations PhD candidate <laughs> more tour. Miguel. <laughs> Exhausted international relations Miguel. PhD candidate, yes. How's that going? Girl. Yeah. Girl. yeah. Look, I think I am definitely uh, financing the coffee economy because uh, uh, the amount of coffee. But it's going good. good. I think um, offline, the conversation I was having is that the reason why I'm doing it is because I'm really trying to push for menstrual health management yes. to be a course within the university spaces. There needs to be academia around menstrual health management. Yes. It's happening overseas, but it's not happening here. It and is I happening mean, internationally. Yeah. There's so many instances of period poverty in South Africa. Why do we not have academia pushing for this? Why is it not happening? So, yeah, beyond just wanting to be called Dr. Candice Chirwa or Dr. Minister of Administration, we'll think about it when we get there. <laughs> That's just the reason. I'm really passionate about seeing menstrual health management as as within academia. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So tell us exactly about your focus. My focus is looking at what it will take for menstrual health to be recognized as a human rights norm. Mm. So it's it's a lot of jargon within like critique. Crit- criticizing rather Mm. a normative framework that exists within international relations and criticizing scholars and saying menstrual health a a topic that's shrouded with so much taboo and Mm. secrecy doesn't necessarily follow the same form of framework in which you have people recognize it as a norm then you just recognize it in in institutional institutions like the un Mm. because currently what's been happening for so many years you're having a lot of norm entrepreneurs and activists advocate for it but yet there's not a lot of recognition towards it. It's not in legislature. Mm. The reason why is because it's a taboo. So, yeah, just criticizing that and criticizing the the already existing framework and saying something's got to change. Because Because it's a taboo or because it's a woman's issue? It's because it's a human rights issue, right? But this is what I'm saying. So so people see it as... People just see it as a woman's issue. And they see it... And oftentimes they'll see it as a public health issue. In fact, it is a human Human rights rights issue. issue. It has touches points on so many different things. Education, dignity, health, you know, um, access to sanitation. Um, So why are we not talking about it in that framework? You know? (sighs) So that's that's the conversation. Oh my gosh. Can't wait to be done with it, but we, we move. Yeah. We move. Well, I mean, congratulations so far. I Thank don't know what the, the thing in academia, you know, I, I come from the arts, break a leg. So whatever equivalent in I'll academia, you know what I'm talking about. All right. Yeah. So we break down the top stories of the week and mm. I know you're, you're very interconnected with everything that comes out in the news. And yes. so I just wondered, you know, with registration to vote opening up Is it this This weekend? weekend, Yeah, it's the last one. It's the last one. Mm. And everybody's kind of pushing that if you haven't registered to vote, make sure that you register to vote. But still, there's this uh, dragging of the feet in Mm. some spaces. What do you Mm. make of correctional services opening it up for inmates to register to vote? I think they should. Prisoners, you know, despite their um, injustices, well, not injustices, despite their... um, criminal past yes. are still human beings, right? There's even that conversation from a menstrual perspective of what rights prisoners have um, with access to period products and everything. How yeah. does that work? Right? 
because we forget about that. There are prisoners currently at this moment who don't have access to period products. And as I understand it, government is distributing period products to select prison um, institutions, but it's not making news because, yeah, you know, you forget about prisoners. They, they're there. Cool. Keep what moving. do you mean it's not making news? It should make news that government is making strides in, in that way. In, in that sense that I they're see. making a commitment to distribute these period I products, see, yeah. right? Not to say that we should be angry about it, but the fact that they are recognizing that prisoners who menstruate do have access to um, menstrual health. But as people will get angry about it because they're going to say there's a school child who walks 44 kilometers and yes, can't and get access. access. And yeah. yeah. But I, I think that the conversation is to say anyone who menstruate needs access to yeah. these products. So yeah. I think the same thing goes to the access to, to vote. Yeah. Right. Um, at the end of the day, we're all citizens in this country. We have a democratic obligation to vote. Mm. Although there's a major despondency, I think, amongst young people where we're like, what difference is it going to make? Why should I register to vote? I just feel that this year is such a big Ooh, year politically. Yeah. Outside of the fact that South Africa is having an election, there are mm. over 60 countries going through elections. Yeah. So this is going to be like the peak of making a decision that has a race of an impact for the rest of our lives for the next five years, I yeah, guess. But absolutely. I think prisoners definitely have a right to vote. Um, and, and, and I, th- I think it's a really great way that the IC touches on, um, doing registration there, but I'm, I'm surprised that the IC is not having campaigns in particular, um, directed to young people. Um, that do they have the do. budget for it? This hey, is the issue. guys, uh, collaborate, she, she, she. collaborate, do okay. something, you know, okay. Um, why are we not in university spaces? Why are we not actually um, in touch points such as, you know, malls? Why are we not in spaces where there's high levels of foot traffic? To yes. remind people that this is coming up, yeah. right? It's not just, it shouldn't be an afterthought. And I yeah. think for a lot of people, registering to vote is always seen as an afterthought. I don't know if you see on Twitter or X. I don't know what we're calling it now, but I still call it Twitter. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> when people will talk about relationships, right? They'll be like, Someone will ask a question to say, what's the num- What's the limit to X, Y, and Z? And mm. then people quote the tweet to say, remember to register to vote. Right. Because yes. we're tired of having these right. conversations. Right. 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 So I think <laughs> <laughs> IC should be doing that. They should be plugged in to the conversations that young people are having right Whoever now. Whoever was in charge of Nando's communication, yes. that kind of tongue-in-cheek, but constantly relevant on the button, on the pulse. That's what the IEC should think, be let's doing. Let's talk about Bafana Bafana, right? Okay. I don't know if you've seen the Instagram, the Instagram tell me, communications, tell me. but because they won, um, the Instagram chose violence, right? So they, they, they <laughs> said a comment. The comment was hilarious. They're going to be saying, we need your celebrations to be as loud as the disrespect. <gasps> <laughs> I Instagram. I That's think so good. it was the funniest thing I came across. That's so They posted good. a picture and they're like just a bunch of winners wow. standing on business, Isn't right? It? So they've been c- c- culturally, I stand. Con- you know, not I stand. Why not? They were like, I need, the, I need, I need the noise to be as loud as the disrespect you guys were yes. throwing at us, right? No, I mean, and that's then true. <laughs> they did this Arabic post to say airport is this way. <gasps> it's, it's on, it's, it's there. It's there. That's I would not lie. So whatever that is, I see should it's, be. It's in. in. It's in uh, trends. It's yes. in language. Yes. It's in the way we capture. You know, engagement. Engagement. Yeah. Um. That's what should be happening. I agree. I mean, I don't know if this was like sure something that also happened this week. 
SIU posted something about Arthur. Yeah. And then on their Instagram, they reposted it with his song. <laughs> sure. Is that not petty? <laughs> so I don't know where the budget... The budget went to comms this year. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And I think with IC, they need to just be plugged <laughs> in. That's all I got to say. Well, I mean, I think what's, what's great is that, you know, there are people like yourselves who are in the spaces that you're in, but you're still connected to sure. what's cool, what's happening, what X is. Yeah. And so those, those registered to vote calls to action are still going to happen. All mm. right. So, um, yeah, I don't understand where this came from. Okay. But Nicki Minaj seems to be a mean girl. And I'm Ugh. so thoroughly disappointed because there was so much potential there. Over to you. When, when did the disappointment start? When she got married to a sexual offender? Mm. Or, yeah, mm. I think, yeah, I think a lot of... When she was mean to Cardi B... And Back that, in those and, motorsport and, days, and that as well. doesn't that doesn't make sense to me because where does it come from that she was a threat? I I, I don't get that right. Yeah. But I think a lot of a lot of the engagement mm. when when Nikki does something is that people often will be like, "But you're married to someone who's X, yeah. Y, and Z, yeah. and so are you really about women's empowerment if you are?" Well, let's tell the know? story. So Nikki Minaj, yeah. uh, probably the woman who kind of reintroduced mm. women in rap. Yes. At that point, Didn't right? she labels herself the queen of rap, right? Okay. Yeah. I mean, I was listening to MC Light and Queen Latifah mm. on the treadmill today. So they were queens of rap. Yes. But then I say reintroduce that. Yes. And she used to complain that Foxy Brown, for example, was mean to her and people weren't like allowing her in and whatever. Hmm. And now uh, she, she's just gatekeeping. bullying Megan the Stallion. Which is really, I think from a... A feminist perspective, yeah. it's so ironic because when you think about the collaboration she's had with other women artists and the messaging around that, and then for her to be so vile and malicious, and mm. I'm saying vile, yes. because to go so far as to tell her followers to find Megan's late mother's grave, wow. right? And it's 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 not okay, but let me also be very pop culture in this response. So Megan drops an incredible diss track, yeah, hiss. called "Hiss." Uh-huh. Okay, and one of the lines she says is, "You're not mad at Megan. You're mad at Megan's law, mm. right?" So to contextualize what Megan's law is, it's essentially a, a law that has a list of registered sex, sexual offenders and and that they can't go anywhere. They need to ask for the government's permission to go anywhere. So technically, if Nikki wanted to go to Woods. She would have to ask her husband to ask the government if they can go to Woolworths. If she needed to go to McDonald's with her husband, they'd have to ask for permission. So, as, as small a move as that, yeah, not moving like, across state. Moving, but also any public space where wow. children would find themselves. And I think that's very interesting because even on Twitter, people were saying, so if this is the conversation about Megan's law, does this mean that he can't even stay with his own child? Like, what are the provisions around that? What is So people now started to critique Megan's law and have contextual conversations. But the diss track was so eloquently portrayed that she didn't have to do much. Mm. Why? Because Nikki was creating a lot of hype around it. Nikki now starts talking about Ha 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 ha! Megan, Megan, this, Megan, that. Megan got shot. Megan got Megan shot. Called her Bigfoot. Yeah, called yeah. her, you know, and that response then made people decide to jump on the song. So hang on, hang on. Megan Otkadile Nikki, or this was all going on and brewing in the background, and then Megan created the diss track. 
Because now they, it sounds like it, Megan came out. No, I think there's been tensions okay. beforehand. Right. There's been ever I since. Need to know who's to support. Do you know the the recent song that Cardi and uh, Megan did called Bongos? <laughs> of course. I think um, Nick Co- Nicki Whack was mad. Song, but I mean, Nicki you know, was mad. Yeah, you know, yeah. and so there's obviously been some tension brewing, and Megan just dropped this hit. It was it was a beautiful hit. Then all of a sudden, Nicki decides to go on Instagram Live and just say "foot, foot, foot, big foot, red foot, mm. blue foot," and it's like, what is happening? You're literally we're seeing a celebrity unravel. Yeah, she drops a diss track. It's not even that good, yeah. and. It just, I think outside of just, you know, this being called it's hip hop or it's it's rap, this is the, the nature of it. I just think the way she decided to use her followers to attack yeah. Megan and Megan's um, mother's grave. I don't think that was that was cool at all. <sighs> all right. Now let's move on to another topic that people may have absolutely no idea what we're talking about. Every time I open X, there's something <laughs> about outing where we blue faces. And then there's a Christian Rocks or Christian Rock. Who, who the hell are these people? <laughs> and you know, their content comes up and I didn't ask for it. I Everything I know about these people, against I know my against will. my will. Chris Sean and Blueface. Oh, so they Sean. are American rappers. Re- like, yeah, both both artists. They're in a relationship. They have a child together. They have a reality show that's on this platform called Zeus Network. And Zeus basically is like the very eloquent, ratchet version of Mojo Love, if we could put it that way, right? Um, They have a reality show and it portrays their very turbulent and abusive relationship. Okay. Right? Um, From what I understand from what my uh, students, university students have told me, Krishan has this very trendy song called It's a Vibe All the Time. And that just basically made her claim. That's her claim to fame. Oh, Krishan is the girl. She's the girl. Oh, okay, sure. Blue face is the guy. Right. Right. So they have had a very tumultuous, abusive relationship. And it's it's played out on social media. It's played out on the reality show. And obviously people have called for her to leave. Now, the news this week is that she went back to her baby daddy and got a tattoo of him on her face. Right. Mm. So... Everything we know about this couple hmm. is against our will. But I guess the conversation about what this was that, um, you know, when you support celebrities and they, their relationship decisions and you can tell that it's very tumultuous and it's very negative, how do we learn how to, like, not necessarily set boundaries, but also just be like, let them live their life, even though we know it's a dangerous decision for them to go back? Yeah, I mean, that's an interesting, interesting thing about pop culture for mm. me, right? So, you know, where I don't have... Uh, uh, what a horse in the race, a dog in the fight hmm? with Nikki and Megan or Krishan and Blueface. Yeah. I think we can learn something from how women support women, mm. uh, you know, feminism about um, abuse, yeah, and perhaps not judging Krishan necessarily, but saying, sure, it takes so many times to try and leave an abusive relationship mm. after he's cheated on you, beaten you, yeah. whatever it is. Yeah. Um, and I mean, this tattoo on the face could be a desperate attempt to go see me, love me. Mm. I actually, I'll do anything for you. Yes. Which the psychological abuse that an abuser meters out mm. makes you feel that tiny. Yeah. So, so I mean, 
is this what people are judging her about? Mm. Is this mm. what's interesting about the story? I think outside of the fact that people are always just like, okay, we don't know these people. They're famous and we're always just seeing news about them. There was a genuine form of concern yes. to say, we've literally seen in 4K mm. how this man has treated you physically, emotionally. Um, and you, you've decided to go back and, and go back in the sense of getting a tattoo of his face, yeah. of, of his face and they have on a your child, face. Hey? And they have a child together. So it's interesting that I think a lot of people will then, because what is interesting is that a uh, tweet underneath that one was she had lost uh, um, quite a f- 200,000 followers after she posted that video. And people, I think it was just like, we've had enough. It's too much. It's too much. You know, how do you go back to someone who's... I hope she has support in the inner circle because that also happens in Mm. an abusive relationship. Eventually you lose friends because your friends are like, but Chomi, we've told you so many times. And people get tired. They do. Um, Having to show you like the red flags are red. And having to take you to the hospital and having to take you to the cop shop. Like people get tired, you know? And, And now the fact that you're a celebrity and this is seen, it's so easy for people to always just easily trace, oh yes, this happened, it's on TV or we're seeing on social media and now having to live with that humiliation yeah. and the embarrassment and that psychological aspect, I think that that conversation was much deeper than just, oh, here we go, she got a tattoo of this guy and she's moved back in. And I want to be clear, I'm not saying people get tired and that's that's right. I'm saying yeah. that that does happen. Yeah. So I do hope she has people on her inner circle. Because you are going to eventually, hopefully, see the light mm. and need some support to move out of this. Mm. All right, so what do we say next in the world of sport? Hamilton and Bafana Bafana, exciting times? I don't know where to... Okay, you know what? <clears throat> let, me, let me tell Bafana this. Yeah. Ooh. I'm sorry. Mm. I, I'm sorry, Bafana Bafana, for not believing in you. Wow. Mm-hmm. I'm eating the most humblest of pies. And mm. it's not even a steak and kidney or a pepper steak. It's like a broccoli and feta or like a peanut butter and something pie. You know what I'm saying? It's a humble pie. Because I did not believe in you. Mm. You know, I'm not going to sit here and defend because people will probably get tweets Past tweets where I'm like, ah, Bufana, really? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so I'm going to sit here on live national radio and say, I'm sorry. Okay, tomorrow I'm going to wear my Bufana t shirt I'm going to support you. Yeah. I'm going to back you all the way. Why not? But I have what I've been watching all of the AFCON matches and in particular the Bafana Bafana matches. And this is a different type of Bafana right? Bafana. Like the defense, the change of play. Yeah. Um, look, there was one match, I think, where we're like, hey, guys, we did lose one. And it was what's going on. But the other matches have been really strong strategically. I think as a team, the coordination and communication and style has been flawless. Um, I'm not going to make any st- score predictions. Don't ask me to do that for tomorrow because mm-hmm. Cape Verde has also been a very interesting um, team within this tournament. But all I got to say is I'm sorry. Aww. I'm standing on business. Aish. I'm sorry I didn't support you. But this is an interesting conversation because a friend of mine and I were saying, why is it that nationally we don't have the same form of support, even from a corporate perspective, from the final final versus the Springboks? Because every Friday, I remember in particular how radios tvs were saying bok friday bok friday you know some restaurants were even giving you like a free croissant with a green cappuccino for instance why isn't the same for bafana because they haven't been winning sure but now that they are winning 
What am I wearing? It's last minute now. Uh, it's not. You see now. No. Now we're all going to Santa City to go uh, to Le Coq Sportif. I think it's fine. Find a t-shirt, you know? I think it's fine. They keep winning, they keep winning, they keep winning. All of that corporate sponsorship, all of uh, radio. Yeah, hey, here we are. Guys. That's what I think. It's just, it's, it's really interesting. And it is a bit sad. I've said it, it so many times on the air. I wonder how they feel going out. And playing, knowing that Kohai, they, we are just laughing, we're not watching, we're disappointed. Hence that post yes. is just classic. They yeah. see it, they clock it, yes. and they're calling it out. And I love that they use the Fikile and Balula thing to say, we are just a bunch of winners. I love it. They changed the game. I love it. I love it. How do we follow you, Candice? Um, at Candice underscore Chirwa or Minister of Menstruation on all platforms. Brilliant. Yeah. Lovely to see you again. Lovely seeing you. We'll chat again soon. Definitely. Top stories of the week with the Minister of Med- Menstruation, Candice Chirwa on Power Lunch on Power 98.7. You've been listening to a Power 98.7 podcast. For more podcasts, visit power987.co.za or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.